You're listening to Let's Be Real. Hey, welcome to Let's Be Real with your girl, Tara Spates. We have an awesome show for you today. And I just want you to know a disclaimer. Our guest is my niece, um, but it's called Let's Be Real. So there's going to be no holes barred. We're going in. She knows what it is. And I just hope that you walk away feeling um, free and released from any past hurdles or hindrances that you may have had after you hear her story. Um, I want you to engage with us. I want you to let us know what you think, what you feel. Hey, if you even question, you know, what she or I are saying, we want you to put it in the comments. We want you to uh, like, share, and just be a part of. So we're going to dive right in. And Sabrina Gertrude, thank you for being a part of the podcast. Let's be real. Thank you for having me. And just like I said in the beginning, be who you are. We're not trying to be fluff. We're not trying to, <laughs> to pretend. Um, this is keep it real. So I need you to keep it real. Okay. Okay. All right. So this show is don't bet against me. Right. And the meaning of that is just because you know how I started out, just because you may know some things about me, don't bet against me the fact that I'm going to excel, I'm going to succeed, and I'm going to do what I have to do. And I feel like that you are like the walking testament of that statement. Thank you. <laughs> so we're going to jump right in. And I want us to start, and we're going to go back, we're going to hit the middle, and then we're going to steam to the current. So let's go back a moment, and I just want to dive into you growing up. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to put too much of, you know, what my preconceived notions are, or what I think I know. So just share how growing up may have hindered where you are today. Well, I mean, I, I had both my mom and my father and they loved me. But the fact of the matter is they were toxic. Mm. You know, they had substance abuse issues. They my mom did have some college. My dad never made it past eighth grade. And, you know, people say, oh, well, you know, at least you're, you have your parents. But when their mindset is limited and then there's violence and addiction that takes place in a household, that love shows up differently. Mm, the love. And so you say, well, your dad is present. Yeah, but my dad and my mom fight all the time. You know, I remember being locked in a room while they had their parties. Um, and then when the money was gone, it, it wasn't no fun for anybody. Mm -hmm. So that let, is me, let me jump in um, just to ask you a question for our listeners. You made a point of saying um, that although you know they loved you mm -hmm. and, you know, they did the best they could do under their circumstances. Do you feel like when parents say, but I, I wanted to stay together for the kids regardless, Knowing how you grew up, do you think that is a valid statement coming from that child? Absolutely not. I remember when my mom finally got the strength to walk away from my dad, I was probably about, and, and they never married, right? So it would be in and out. Mom, my mom took us, we went down south for a little while. She couldn't financially provide for us. So she brought us back and pretty much gave us to our dad. And she stayed in shelters and different things. And when she would come around, they would party. The money would be gone and then the fighting. And so I remember saying to her, I was probably about 13 or 14 at this time. Mom, you must like it because you continue to come back. 
And mm -hmm. so she told me later, like that gave her the strength to say, you know what? I'm done. I wow. don't like this. And I want different from my daughters. And my mom always was one. She lived by her own rules. So, so did my dad, good, bad, or indifferent. Mm -hmm. Um, but that gave her the strength to really walk away and stand firm with like, you know what, regardless of what takes place, I'm not coming back to this anymore. Mm, okay. So to answer the question, no, I don't think individuals should stay together just for the kids. Okay. So knowing that dynamics and you said it was you and your sister. Correct. What did that do to you? So now, like you said, you're 13, 14, you're, you're moving along into, you know, I'm in high school. Now I got to think about what's going to happen beyond high school. That that kind of make you think this is my life, or how did it make you progress in your thinking? Oh, I would say I, I would never put myself in a position to depend on another person to mm. depend on man. So I became very self assured by default of of my upbringing, and so at fifteen I was out looking for jobs. Wow, okay. six days, five days after my um sixteenth birthday. I got a job because I started ahead of time and I'm like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to let nobody control me. I'm going to get my own back. So, and so I was, it did, it did the opposite. So for you, it gave you the drive of this can't be my life going forward. Correct. Okay. Um, but you were still in that environment. Like you still were, were with, with your dad, you had your sister with you. So how did that dynamic, did it help or did it kind of still throw roadblocks? Well, no, I would go to school and I would start working. They didn't have the, the the protection laws for the kids. I would go from school to work. So work was kind of like my escape. It, it kept me out of the household. I was able to make money and have my own resources and also help my sister along the way. Right. Because now she doesn't have a mother that's in the household. She's younger than I am. Um, Daddy did best. He did the best he could with what he had. But there were some some feminine traits that um that weren't there, some resources. And so, you know, even as individuals meet me, they're like, you know, you're very matter of fact and straight to the point. I'm like, well, I wasn't coddled. Right. You you, so, you grew up in a hard knocks, a class of hard knocks. <laughs> so but but okay. I would say that work was a safe haven for me. I was praised at school. I was praised at work. I was not praised at home. Like I was on honor roll and and merit role, my parents didn't show up for our celebratory events. That was not the case. So I- Let's go there, I need to stop you because this kind of ties in with another show that I did. Um, actually that um, I think is was came out this week. Um, what, what did that do for you? Because the young people today need that affirmation. They need to know I'm loved. They need to hear it. I, you need to go to the games. You need to be present or, you know, uh -huh. the whole world is falling apart. So you were able to know they loved you, but get your gratification and affirmation elsewhere. Yeah. Did that, did that make you bitter? No, because, you know, I, I still, I had, I had my aunts. I had my grandmother who I miss so much. Um, it did not make me bitter, but it built a, I want to say as, as an, a grown woman now, I need to learn to reach out and lean on people. Mm. It taught me not to depend on people and that's just not life, right? It, it impacted the way that I go about building relationships or lack thereof, because I'm like, you know what? I know what I got to do. I'm going to put my head down. I'm going to work. And, you know, I got control over this. Okay. Did you blame them? I didn't blame them. 
I, I didn't blame them. I mean, my I remember my father's affection was like a, a he would come and pat us on the head, be like, "What y'all want to eat?" Like it was never any apologies. It's like I'm gonna cook you a meal and we're gonna move forward. My mom would just like ignore anything had taken place. Like we're not gonna have this conversation. So no, I didn't blame them because I understand, especially as a parent now, they only gave me what they had to give. They couldn't mm-hmm. give me more. You That's don't have. True. You can't give it. So now. You have that mindset. You know where you're getting your gratif- gratification from. So now you're, you're you've graduated high school. You're in the workforce. Um, what's your mindset now? You're in the workforce. Let's let's say um, you were working at um, the, the the phone company at the Verizon. Yeah. So now is it just I'm just gonna work? I'm just gonna make my money because you know you get people who that's all they know. I'm just gonna work. I'm gonna make a paycheck. Spend it next week, make a living paycheck to paycheck. What was your mindset coming from where you were that now you're? I mean, even way before Verizon, again, I started working as a freshman in high school and mm-hmm. I worked full time throughout. Wow. So by the time I started at Verizon, I had paid for my associate's degree. Okay. And when I got the opportunity to join Verizon, I'm like, oh, yeah, I got tuition assistance. I get AGs a year. I'm going back. I'm going to get my bachelor's. I'm going to get my master's. Um, and that's what I did. I went in and I was very, okay, I need to stop you again. Okay. Yeah. And I'm going to do this. It's not being rude people. Um, but what it is, is when she says certain things, it triggers me to know that there are people who may need to hear another side of this. So my question is, you said you found out that they had tuition reimbursement. Yeah. You came from a household where your mother had some college, your dad didn't even just went through eighth grade. How did you know about this? How did you know to stick these things out? How, because a lot of people will say, when nobody taught me, when nobody pushed me, what did that for you? I knew that I wanted to be financially stable. I didn't want to depend on anyone. Um, I asked a lot of questions. And even to the day, to this day, I annoy a lot of people. But you don't know unless you ask. And I think mm-hmm. also working in retail, when you work in retail, people ask you for the craziest things. And sometimes they're like, oh, and I'm like, we want we gonna get them this discount? Like this doesn't even make sense. But okay, customers first. And so I, I ask for all sorts of things and mm-hmm. you learn. Okay, being in that environment. So you would tell someone not to use the fact that they didn't have that knowledge and That's upbringing, not to seek it out and but if I don't know what to ask, how do I ask? Be inquisitive. Utilize the resources that are around you. I used to like to read, you know, books from Zane um, to TD Jakes, right? <laughs> so, That's so exactly. Like, go ahead. But you know, if if you know where you are is not working for you and you want something different, you might not know what that different is. But you have to be open to kind of ask questions, to explore, to take risks, to see what that next level could entail. And you may get up there and be like, oh, I like this. Okay. Right? So now you're setting goals. Absolutely. What, what, what helped you define your goals? Finance. Money was <laughs> the biggest driver. I'm going to be very honest with you. Like, I wanted to, I wanted to make sure that I, I don't don't tell me that I got a plan to go out to eat. I like to eat very well. <laughs> yes, she does. <laughs> I wanted to be able to be comfortable with paying my bills and, and then doing the things that I enjoy. Like I remember a girlfriend stating to me uh, at my first apartment, 
oh, you're an overachiever. And I think at that time I was just trying to make like $40,000 a year. I'm like, okay, $40,000 a year will allow me to go to school. I wouldn't have to stress about overtime. I can pay my rent and my bills. And I'm like, how is that the case? How am I overachiever? Because I want to be comfortable. That's a statement right there. You know, a lot of people don't understand that, especially if that's not their environment. Um, how did you get through that? Because you're setting goals. Um, mm -hmm. I remember you telling me, you're like, before, um, however age, I'm going to be in six figures. And then this age, I'm going to be a millionaire. Like you were setting those dollar figure goals for yourself. How do you know to set that? Because so many people and people we know in our family, um, they are content with just getting by. Mm -hmm. So what, what gave you the push to, to go beyond your family dynamics? Well, you have to be intentional about what you want. Um, a lot of times individuals, they give you mouth talk, right? They don't take the time to write out those goals. Okay, this is where I want to be. Go for it. But then you have to start putting in like, okay, tangible targets. Okay, well, if I want to make this, then I need this certification. If I need this, then I need that degree. If I want to be in this field, I need to be applying for some jobs in this field. And That's I always cool. say, if you don't prepare yourself, when that opportunity comes, it, if you're not available to take advantage of it, then shame on you. Mm -hmm. You don't always know how things are going to play out. I didn't know how things are going to play out. Like I have an MBA right now. My family didn't have education. Mm-hmm. Right. There was no it's, an, it's an unknown, like you're an anomaly to the family. Like, what's wrong with her? Why is she going to school all this time? We used to say, oh, you just love school. You just keep going back. And I'm like, listen, I, you guys can be at all these events. And granted, I did miss a lot of family events, a lot of outgo, a, a lot of just partying. I had my fun as well. But it was more important for me to look back next year and say, well, you know what? This is what I did to help me put myself in this position this year. I'm going to reiterate that one more time. When you're trying to strive for something that exactly. you have been important to you, you're going to have to sacrifice. There are going to be things that you're going to have to miss and be okay with that. It's going to be a lot of and things. What miss. about the fact that your family should understand it and not make you feel bad about not being able to attend everything? So mm. <laughs> your family should, but you have to understand that everyone comes with a different mindset. And they you get place at different times and sometimes they never get there but you have to make up your mind that this is what i want for my life this is what i'm willing to sacrifice and be okay in that mm -hmm. so now you told me you got used to doing for yourself right out of just survival mm -hmm. now you have a husband now yeah. you become pregnant Mm -hmm. How does that change or does it make it better? Or what does it do to your mindset as, you know what, it's just me and I got to go get it? Well, my husband is a go-getter too. So right. <laughs> <laughs> we'd be telling ourselves like we got to plan a break because he, he came from a similar background, but he wanted more, right? My, my husband grew up in, in, in the projects, right? He has his MBA. We right. we started dating. We actually went to the same high school. I was at his prom, but I didn't know who he was then. Mm -hmm. um, but I think the fact that we both wanted more and we were willing to sacrifice, that is what initially kind of drew us together. Okay. So you had somebody that had the same drive as you. Absolutely. Okay. We would be studying on our dates. Like he's at one end of the bed, I'm at the other end, and we're studying for school. 
So now you started off really young. So what happened to, you know, the party and, you know, cause you like to say you're, you know, ghetto fabulous, you know, you're righteous ratchet. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how did you combine the two? Because I'm pretty sure you know y'all wanted to party, you wanted to hang out, but you also had these goals. So how did you mess it to and not feel like you missed anything? Well, when you achieve your goal, you celebrate. But now at, at 18, I'm going to Mexico, right? So my goal is DR. It's like, okay, I just finished with this. Let's go to Mexico. Let's go to DR. Let's go to the Bahamas. So we still celebrated, but our celebration became very different than my friends that celebrated every weekend. All right. I like that. An intentional measure. Yeah. So now, but after you had your son and mm -hmm. all this that you had achieved thus far. Yeah. You realized that it wasn't okay and something was off. Oh, yeah. I realized I was depressed. Now, I was explain that because a lot of people say, what did you have to be depressed about? You overcame adversity. Mm -hmm. And you know why? Because I never dealt with my feelings. I kept busy. I kept going towards my next goal. And when I got pregnant with my son, and I remember like, oh, I got all this PTO. I'm going to take off like two weeks beforehand. I'm going to you know, jazz up the place. And I did that in like a week. And then I'm like, it's just me. I'm here by myself. My husband was at work. The baby wasn't here. And I would sit in a chair and cry looking out the window. And I didn't have anybody to really talk to because they're like, what can you be depressed about? You got a mm -hmm. husband, you got a job, you got a baby on the way. Y'all live comfortable. Y'all go on vacations. But I knew inside something was not right with me. And that's mm -hmm. when I started to kind of go to therapy. And what did you find that, you know, that brought on that sadness and that depression? I think becoming a, a like being pregnant and kind of never having like that, that mother daughter relationship. And mm. then my mom never really taking accountability for her actions. Mm. I'm like, well, how could you not? Like I'm pregnant and I can't see myself ever wanting to do that or, or give that experience to my child. Like, mm -hmm. oh, well, I'm like this because my mama did this and her mama did that. It's like, when does it stop and you take accountability for your actions mm -hmm. and what you want differently? And so I was like, I, I had to have something different for my kid because guess what? You can have all the money in the world. Mm -hmm. You can buy those kids and people whatever they wanted. But they're going to remember how you made them feel. And mm -hmm. if you're not good on the inside, you can't give them anything different. So now you said one key thing. You said there was never accountability. Mm -hmm. So during that time, you're going to therapy, you're working on your own emotions. Did you get the accountability? Did you get the I'm sorry? On her deathbed, she apologized. Mm -hmm. And she said, you know, she did the best that she could. Mm -hmm. And she wished she was able to be more open and transparent with, with love and affection. But she never had that coming up. Mm. So I wish I could just be there and give you a hug right now. <laughs> um, so look, I just had an Oprah interview, girl. You can make them cry. That's not <laughs> um, So let's just stay there for a moment because there was years between you being pregnant with your son and your mom's yeah. death. Yeah. So how did you reconcile before you got that? I, I realized that sometimes you don't get an apology. And you need to be okay with that, but you need to forgive so that you can move forward in your life. You can't allow that to hold you hostage because guess what? You may never get it. 
Sometimes those people are living their lives, their best life, as I may say. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you want to be happy and fulfilled, you got to learn how to forgive and move forward. That doesn't mean that you have to give them a front row seat in your life. Right. But now you were very attentive to your mom without the story, without the accountability. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking those years between yeah. Prince yeah. being born and her death. Yes. How did you reconcile that? Because it speak to those young women and young men right now, try, adults, I, I'm not mm-hmm. going to say young, adult women and men who are still trying to rectify that relationship or that non-relationship. And they're, they're, they're where you were before you went and got therapy. Yeah. They are stuck wanting that from their parents and not knowing how to accept who they are and love them through it. You have to meet people where they are, right? I I think sometimes the biggest disappointment is expectation. And if you get that mindset and it's like, listen, I I can love you. I love you. I'll be here for you. Um, I'm going to extend myself to as to as much as I can until it's not a detriment to me. Um, but you ha- you own your life. You owe you, yourself, your life. Yes. So you basically, I'm giving you what I want to give you. I don't feel like I owe you anything. I'm not obligated. Because, yeah. because of you're my mom and I love you. I'm going to do the best as a daughter. But mm-hmm. don't take it for granted. I have to sacrifice you know, myself to do it. Correct. Okay. And and I thank you for that because I, I, you know, we need to help some people out there that's still where you were right now. And they're trying to figure this whole journey out with parents. Um, and to the parents out there who may feel like you don't have to acknowledge anything, you know, listen to that child, Sabrina, saying that, you know, you do feel some type of way. And I can even speak to myself. My, my parent, my mom wasn't, um, she was there, but my father had an alcohol problem. Mm-hmm. And it stemmed from him being hurt as a child. And he never dealt with his father and relationship. So it turned to alcohol. Um, so yeah, we, you know, we deal with it in different ways, but we have to understand they are who they are and you know, realize that they're humans that's dealing with their own trauma and healing. Good, bad, or indifferent. Correct. So now with that, now you know, you're starting to feel good. You're starting to identify with your feelings and realizing what you have to do to move forward. And you and your husband decide, and I'm jumping over people, but you guys decide, we're going to start a business. We're going to flip homes. We're going to start 912 Properties. How yeah. did that come about? That was my husband's dream, <laughs> right? <laughs> and so I can remember I was crying. I'm like, oh my, like that's that's our life savings, right? Because you have to invest in yourself for a business. And he has his MBA in finance. And he's like, you know what? We got to bet on ourselves. We go to these organizations. We give them our resources. We give them our biggest asset, our minds, our thoughts. We can do this. And so 912 Properties was birth. And that had to be scary because you guys had no experience in real estate. No, I mean, we had no experience besides HGTV in our, <laughs> our own home. So if that counts, you know. <laughs> exactly. But you, and I, I need you to speak to the wise right now. Mm-hmm. Um, as we're coming to a close, when you're, because you said this was a husband's dream. One, did it take away from a dream you had? And two, how do you, support someone and what they want 
when you're still, you know, working your job and going to school, I mean, I'm sorry, and um, taking care of your son? Well, it has to make sense. For one, my husband has a track record of executing. Okay. So I trust him. Um, did it take away from necessarily what I wanted to do? I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that was the case. Has it been a sacrifice? It still is a sacrifice because my W-2 is the foundation of how we get loans, right? You, you have to make sure your credit is in order. They want to see that you have some income coming in. Um, but I have insight. So even in supporting him, I, I tell people like, listen, oh, this is our business. This is not bring your wife to work day. <laughs> I am a partner as well. Um, but you have to find a part of, partner that's willing to work with you and evolve. And I think that's something mm -hmm. that me and him do well with, especially when it comes to business decisions. Mm. I like that. Um and I'm sorry, women, but we're being real. There are some women who want the fruit of the labor, but not the work of the labor. Yeah. And from what you're saying is, you know what? You got to get in sometimes and get your hands in these dirty and yeah. be a part of, not just a recipient of. Absolutely. Absolutely. I I done carry some sheet rock. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the window cleaner. Like my windows be amazing. But um, it, it's, it's been a great joy. And it's it's it's. I said, and I think like we're changing our 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 generational curses. We're, mm -hmm. we're we're getting deeds right. We're starting a legacy for our son. We're we we have something that we're making our own, and we're helping the community as well. Because guess what? When people buy their houses, that's something they take pride in. They that's save all their lives, and so it is very fulfilling. So, and supporting him, I'm like I really I realize that I enjoy giving back. I enjoy educating. Um, I, you know, I'm part of a nonprofit organization for women. You're trying to go too fast, Missy. You're trying to just, you're trying to go too fast. It's like, the, the thing is, is you, you realize you get these opportunities because you work with each other. And then you meet your people, black and brown that look like us. And they're not in a position to take advantage of opportunities because of lack of education, because of resources, because of finances. And so my thing now is I want to educate people. Listen, let's let's have a real conversation. Yes, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, um, people out there, I, I just have to like toot my horn real quick because who's been telling you uh, for eons? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and and I mean, I'm, yes, you've been calling me for a long time. I'll be honest. I don't like public speaking. I understand it's a necessity. But I, I love educating and inspiring and helping. And so with that, I have to put my own concerns um, and fears to the side because I know there's a bigger calling on my life. Mm -hmm. And then with that calling, as you were starting to say, you are now the chair. Yes. Of Spirit um, of tell us about Spirit of Excellence. Tell us about that organization. And again, with supporting your husband in a family business, with working a W-2, as you like to call it, yeah. with being a mom. What made you not be content with that and then decide, I want to take on this new endeavor? Well, I think it comes back together. And I'm a licensed realtor, right? So my Go husband, ahead now, toot it. I got the business. Who going to sell a house? So I went and got my real estate license so, so that I can sell our houses. And and in and, and that, it was like, I'm doing these open houses and I'm talking to our people. And it's like, oh. And I'm like, you know what? There's more to be done. It's. It's bigger than selling the house and smelling. Let's educate people so that they can help they have their dreams, right? Help them mm -hmm. um, make that come come to life. And with Spirit of Excellence, so 
look us up. It's a nonprofit organization and it's focused on, you know, professionally developing, professionally and professionally, per personally and professionally developing young women from 13 on up, right? The, the mm -hmm. basis is domestic violence. And I can remember in my interview, they were talking about like, you know, doing a transition plan. And I'm like, hold up. We need to reach young ladies before this. Exactly. We need to be proactive and not reactive. And I think that first starts with having independence and financial stability, knowing mm -hmm. your worth, identifying what is a healthy and unhealthy relationship. That's it. Just because it's not physical abuse doesn't mean it's not abuse. And we have to say, okay, what's my backstory? Because I done got some things. I done did some things. Mm -hmm. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> what you know now? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, does, was, does this rise and this climb up the ladder, does it take away from your wanting to be ratchet at times? Oh, I still a drop down for you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, so people, we want you to know that, you know, don't let what you started define you. Set goals. Um, identify when you realize that there's just still something that's missing or there's a void or or there's something that that's keeping you from really celebrating and appreciating all that you have accomplished and you know speak to a coach speak to a therapist um whomever you need to in order so that you can clear that there's always going to be something because we're just thinkers and we always find something but just make sure you know those lasting wounds are taken care of not just put a band-aid over them but let's rip that band-aid off and figure out the why's the who's the how's and then move forward and hear me when i say we want to identify it and we want to move forward. We do not want to get stuck in it. Uh, there are people, and I'm sorry, we're keeping it real, that are making a life journey in healing. Okay. At some point, we got to see you moving forward. Like if you have been going years and years and years to conferences, to therapy, to coaches, to books, and you're still in the same place, we got to look at what are you doing? Have you just become a habit of the process or are you ready to move through and actually learn from it? So we definitely want us to learn and move forward. And Sabrina, I thank you for taking the time, being your authentic self as always. And I want to leave with you telling us, you just promote your business, promote the, the nonprofit, promote 912 um, Properties. And guys, I want you to share it. I want you to like it and definitely comment. And then go to her website too and see what's going on. You might be interested in a home or you might know someone who needs her services. Yeah. Take us out, Sabrina. So, uh, you know, I'm working on a promotional part, right? But with 912 Properties, we, we, we're we a real estate um, redevelopment company. If you're in a financial struggle and you need to get out of that house, give us a call. We can buy your house for cash. We can close within three to four weeks. If you are saying, you know what, I want to put this house on the market or I want to look for my first home or upgrade, reach out to me. I'm a licensed real estate in New Jersey focused in Union and Middlesex County. If you're in a challenging relationship or you want some education, still reach out to me with Spirit of Excellence. So we, we are focused on helping our young women and women of all ages personally and professionally develop um, and prosper. I am even taking like literacy classes for finances to help you get your credit in order, right? Get some money management skills. And I'll be happy to share whatever resources that I have. So give me a call 201-424-0525. Um, send me a text. I I'm here to really help. Again, thank you, Sabrina. 
to my Let's Be Real audience, um, again, you can go to tarraspace.com. You can actually go and um, leave a comment there as well. And you can leave me information if you want coaching sessions um, to help you with life, to help you to get over those humps. And we can move forward together because we're all about growing as a community. We're not taking any information and taking it home and not wanting to help that the person behind us or the person standing next to us. We're in this to win it together. Thank you until next time. Thank you.